welcome to our Sunday message, Sunday the 21st of January 2023. Let's start by reading the precious Word of God. I'm going to be reading two scriptures. The first one is Philippians 4 verse 6. Philippians 4 verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Yeshua. Let's turn to the small epistle of John, 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, and I'm going to be reading verse 15. 1 John 5, verse 15. Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your precious word. Our eternal God, may we draw from this reading the information that we need to better communicate with you and to be more effective. Thank you for your grace and your mercy and your Holy Spirit that helps us in all of this. And we speak against any force of darkness that would try and frustrate this word in Yeshua's wonderful name. Amen. Praise God. Now, the title of this message is Praying in Faith. Praying in Faith. We children of God are commanded to pray. We are commissioned to pray. And it's not just for the sake of religious spiritual activity. We need to understand what prayer is and why it is that God wants us to pray. I was involved with a discussion with someone who claimed that he was an atheist because he couldn't see the purpose of prayer. I'm sure there were other reasons, but that's the main reason he gave. And the reason he said he couldn't see the purpose in prayer is that if God is all-powerful, then what's the point of praying? God's going to do it, or we won't do it anyway. So we've got nothing to do with it. Our prayers are meaningless. Plus he went on to say that prayers aren't answered. Well, for his information, he's deluded, as we know. But you see, he has a valid point. And we as Christians need to know why it is that we have to pray. And you see, if we know why it is, we're better equipped to pray properly. Now, I believe that every prayer you and I pray with an honest heart is heard by God and filtered through His great love for mankind, and I'm sure He makes the most of whatever prayer He gets. However, it's true that we need to learn how to pray. Not because our prayers don't count, but because we need to make them more effective, as effective as possible. It's instructive to understand that the disciples said to the Lord, teach us how to pray, if you remember. They asked him, teach us how to pray. He went on, as we know, to describe the Lord's Prayer, as we know it, a whole lesson on its own. But they wanted to be taught. They realized that it's something that we have to learn. And can I say that it's something that we keep on learning? As with all the things of God, we need to be continually as it were, upping our game. 
And hopefully this message today will help us with that. The other thing I need to explain is that there are different kinds of prayer. There are different types of prayer. There's not just one size fits all, as it were. There's many kinds of prayer. And once again, it's a very vast subject. There's things like a prayer of praise. There's things like intercessory prayer. There's collective prayer. There's conversational prayer. All these things. But we are focusing on what most people regard as prayer, which is asking God for things. Or asking God to do things for us. Now, God's very happy with that. As we've read, in Philippians it says, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, supplication means requesting, asking, beseeching, if you want to put it that way, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then it goes on to describe the peace of God. For some reason, God wants us to make our requests known to Him. We need to understand why. The obvious Reaction by those who are negative, I suppose, would be, well, God already knows what we want. In fact, the Bible does say God knows what we want before we even ask. So that begs the question yet again, why does God ask us to pray? And you see, the key to all of this is to understand, once again, something about the subject of faith. As we've tried to explain many, many times before, God requires faith on the earth for him to act. The Lord said when he returns, will he find faith? You see, and the implication is that he might not find it. That's quite frightening actually. But you see, the key to all of this is to understand that for God to operate in our lives, on our behalf, in the earth, he must have faith. And mankind is the only being, as it were, on the earth that can generate the substance of faith. Why? Because man is a spiritual being, a spirit being. And faith, if you understand it correctly, is a spiritual substance. It can only be generated in the heart of a man. Animals can't have faith. That's why they don't pray. Although some people probably think they do. But anyway, beside the point. Please let's understand that God needs faith. And you see, prayer is one of the prime ways in which you and I can not only generate faith, but release faith. And that's why God asks us to pray. That's why the Lord said, pray. And in the Lord's prayer, which was ordained by him, he said, pray that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The implication is that if we don't pray, he can't do his will that is in heaven on the earth, you see. And by praying, what are we doing? We are releasing this powerful substance of faith. So, the conclusion that we need to draw from this is that if we want our prayers to be effective, to make our prayers as effective as possible, to get results. Please, God wants us to pray to get results. You can pray a very beautiful sounding prayer. You might impress people, just like that Pharisee in the temple. 
prayed a very loud prayer, very impressive prayer, but it didn't achieve anything. Now, once again, every prayer you and I pray, if our motives are pure, God filters that through his great love for humanity's will. But you see, what God is asking of us, and he's given us instruction, he's asking us to make our prayers as effective as possible. And as we've just explained, to make our prayers as effective as possible, we must release faith. We must release faith, as much faith as possible. One short, faith-filled prayer, let me tell you, can achieve far more than a whole multitude of flashy-sounding, poetic, religious-sounding, repetitious prayer. One simple prayer that releases faith can achieve far more than that. And you see, we require to pray without ceasing, yes, without ceasing but releasing faith. Not meaningless repetition. God does not hear us because of meaningless repetition. All right, so let's grasp that. Now, to understand this and to put it into practice, let's just read that scripture again, 1 John 5. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. It's quite a statement that actually. It's possible if we follow these instructions to get every single prayer answered. And that's what God wants. God wants to be able to answer our prayers. Now please, let's just grasp this. Prayer is not begging God to do something. That is a big mistake many, many Christians make. When they find themselves in a difficult position, they start to beg God. Oh God, please. And then very often we make the mistake of starting to bargain. If you do this, then I will. Can I just say, you won't find that in the Bible. In fact, the Lord warned us against making an oath. That's almost like an oath. I had a friend who said to me, he since passed on to glory. He was battling with alcohol, an alcoholic addiction, and he also had severe asthma. That's a bad combination. On one occasion, he was almost overcome by asthma. And I went to fetch him from the hospital. He had been in intensive care. He'd made it through, fortunately. And in the car on the way home, he said to me, I made a vow to God that I'll never touch alcohol again. And I said to him, that's not a good thing to do, my brother. Not a good thing to do. Because you see, that's like making an oath. It's bargaining with God. Needless to say, he didn't stay away from alcohol. And he did, later on, succumb to asthma and heart attack. But that was unnecessary. My point is that that's not a good prayer. It's not a good prayer to make vows to God. The word says, let your yes be yes and your no, no. In other words, be people of integrity. But you see, that's not the way to get God's attention. God is not impressed when you and I try to beg him. And the reason is, when you and I beg God for something, 
that doesn't release faith. It does not release faith. And God can only respond to faith. He can only respond to faith. Now, let's understand this. You see, this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will. Step number one is to make sure that what we are asking of God is according to his will. This is very important. Now you see, how will we know if it's according to his will? Generally speaking, we'll be able to find out what his will is in a particular situation in his word. You see, if we can find out what the Bible says, what God himself has said about a particular situation, then we can know that it's his will. If I'm begging God to provide my needs, it might sound very good. It might, in fact, sound very impressive. You think God's got to hear that prayer. I cried. I wept. I rolled on the floor. I foamed at the mouth. We might think that that's impressive. We beg God, oh God, please help me pay this rent or this problem I've got. Now, the problem with that is, if we understand God's word, you see, God delights in the prosperity of his servant. He likes to bless us. We don't have to beg him. In fact, when we start to beg for something that he has already promised in his word, it might sound very impressive, but the fact is we are insulting him. We are begging him for something that he has promised and we are implying that he's a liar. The same goes for health. The worst prayer you can pray is beg God to heal you. The word once again tells us his will. His will is very clear. By his stripes we were healed. That is the spiritual truth. Now, let's be honest, that truth hasn't manifest as a fact yet, possibly. We're not denying the presence of sickness in our lives. But you see, begging God to heal us implies that he was lying. And we will not release faith. So step number one. When you and I want to have our prayers answered, find the relevant scripture on which you and I can base our prayer, our request. Find the relevant scripture, a relevant scripture. You see, then we are assured that we are praying according to his will generally. However, please note, it doesn't stop there. Just quoting scriptures to God in his faith does not answer the problem, as theologically correct as it might very well be. You see, that scripture goes on. It says this, If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Then it says, If we know that he hears us. Now, this is a difficult thing to really explain, yet it's not that difficult to understand. It speaks here of relationship. If it was a case of just praying what the Bible says God's will is in any situation, anybody could take that scripture. Even an atheist could say, oh, well, God, you said so, you better do this now. 
We're missing the point. We have guidelines for his general will. But you see, it's only when you and I have cultivated a relationship with him. We know what he is saying on an ongoing basis. Yes, what he is saying will line up with his word. 100%. However, there's a difference between what he has said generally and what he has spoken to you on my heart. We need the Holy Spirit to help us grasp this. The word says, my sheep hear my voice. And faith, the word also says, comes from hearing. There's this intimacy that makes you and my prayer extremely, extremely powerful. And it's not something that you can do by just going in, making your request and going out. The secret is to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. What that means is constantly be in communication with Him. You see, and that leads to another kind of prayer which we've often spoken about. And this is really the starting place for any prayer time you and I might have with the Lord. It's what I like to call conversational prayer. You see, when we're having a conversation with the Lord, we're not asking for anything. Imagine if you had a person that you were trying to be a friend with, and every time you saw them, you said, can I borrow your car? Have you got some food for us? Can you do this for me? Well, after a while, I can assure you that person would avoid you. When you and I have the boldness to ask something of somebody, it should be only when we have close enough relationship with them that they know we're not taking advantage of them, we're not abusing them, we're not using them. We have a relationship on the basis of that relationship, which should be the base of any relationship, we have a need. The implication is whatever I can do for you, I will do for you. But on this occasion, please, I just need to use your bucket to move my furniture. In a way, that's really hard work with God. You and I will not have any prayer requests answered if that's all we do. If we kneel before our bed, wherever and pray, God, hello, I want this, I want that, this is my shopping list, bye, thank you, praise your name. I'm exaggerating, but you see, we mustn't be confused and think, well, that's prayer. It's only a part of prayer. In a way, it's like a meal. I know some people would like to say, well, you just need meat. Others say, well, you must just stick to vegetables. But us common sense folk out here realize something. A wholesome meal is a good mix. Amen. We need some good meat and we need some good vegetables. That's prayer for you, in a way. An analogy, a weak analogy, but in a way. You see, we just bumble into God and we say, well, let's get down to business. This is what I need. This is what I need. Thank you. Business meeting over. I'm out of here. Forget it. Forget it. After a while, you'll sense, if you have any spiritual sense at all, that you're just praying on your own. What does it take? Well, you see, 
It takes that relationship to be developed. God likes us to talk to him about how we're feeling, what's going on with our lives. He knows it all, of course. But that's not the point. We need to be prepared to spend that time talking to him as if he were a friend, because he is. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And it's in that hallowed time of intimate communication where you're talking to him and he's talking back to us. We learn to hear his voice. And you see, there does come a time when you say, Lord, there is this need. I'm trusting you. Your word says that you'll provide all my needs according to your riches in glory. I'm relying on that scripture now. It's in that environment, if I can call it that, we sense his presence. And we sense in our spirit man that he's heard us. He's heard us. And you see, once we know that our Heavenly Father, the ruler of the universe, has actually heard us, then we know it's on its way. It's on its way. I like to write my prayers down, generally speaking. I like to discuss things with God with pen in hand. When he speaks, I like to just write it down. It helps me a lot. And on many occasions, I've had a specific prayer request and I've actually got special ink for it. I write that request down. I put the date and the time there. And somehow when I've done that, it's just something I've found helps me. It might help you. But you see, when I've done that, somehow I just know. It's before the throne of God. He's heard me. And sometimes... To be honest, I can hear him say, consider it done. And it's amazing, actually, because I was reading through my journals from the past year, and my goodness me, every now and then, here would come a prayer, and lo and behold, a few months later, cross-reference in my journal, thank you, Lord, for doing this. I almost forgot about the prayer. It makes that relationship with him so much more exciting. So I'm encouraging you and I this year to work at our prayer. Work at it. It's not easy. Let me tell you, the enemy will do anything to frustrate that quiet time with him. He'll do anything. And we have to be disciplined. It gets easier the more we do it. It's true. But let's bear this in mind. God wants to hear our prayers. That's why he said, be anxious for nothing. And if we can learn how to pray, prayers that we know are based in the Word of God, solid scriptural foundation, and we've prayed those prayers in an environment, an atmosphere, where we can sense His presence, when we can feel Him hearing us, then we can make our requests known before God, and then it says there, with thanksgiving. It's no good going back and saying, Lord, give me this. Lord, give me this. Here's the scripture. Lord, give me this. If we've asked him and we know that he's heard us, now all that remains is for us to continue to praise him.
Continue to praise him. Say, thank you, Lord, on this subject. You heard my prayer. I'm very grateful. I'm trusting you for this answer to manifest, you see. That's the persistent widow for you. Not one that keeps begging, although in that context she was begging. But this is better. We have the answer before we've even asked. But we can continue reminding God. We're not really reminding God because God doesn't really forget. What we are doing, what we are doing is reminding ourselves that that request is before God, you see, and that we can continue. And as we do that, what are we doing? Continuing to release this important element of faith. In the medical world, I know that you get these pills that some, they act immediately. Others are slow to release. <laughs> Prayers like that. You pray a prayer. It's in your system, as it were. It's in the system. And as we give thanks, you see, it's slow release. Slow release. Slow release of faith. As we continue, continue to release that faith. Release that faith. The day comes, you see. When what we have asked God in his time, in the right way, becomes real. That's the time to really give him thanks. Amen. May our prayers be heard this year more than ever, ever before. And may they be answered to his glory. Amen.